BP added more than $70 billion to the U.S. economy in 2022 by making investments from coast to coast. Investments like building charging hubs for fleets of electric buses in California and starting up new infrastructure in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. As a professional welder, Shayna Ford uses Forge FX to practice over and over, which helps her improve her skills. The more muscle memory that you have, the smoother your weld is. Learn more at meta.com slash metaverse impact. Hello, celebrity gossip enthusiasts. I'm Travis Croden, and you're listening to Us Weekly's Hot Hollywood Podcast. Well, this podcast wouldn't be hot without my two hot lady co-hosts, hot sexy ginger siren, arbiter of style, Miss Gwen Flamberg. Oh, I'm just over here burning things up, Trav. Hello. Hello. And the lady who always gets my rose because she is on top of her celebrity news, Sarah Heron. Hi, Travis. I hope you're doing well. I sure am. Back at you. And how how political of you to ask that. Thank you so much. I actually didn't ask you. I just said I hope you are. But um, yeah, thank you for answering. (laughs) great well we have there has been a lot of news in the week there has been breakups and engagements for the most part that i can hardly keep track of who's together but that is our job and we are going to let you know um and some of this is you know because i have a little bit of knowledge about these ladies i know is involved in our woes um but let's start off Gwen flamberg what story made you go whoa oh my god please stop or whoa i love it this week I was just really mesmerized um, by this dress and then the um, after story. I'm talking, of course, about the dress that Kendall Jenner wore to her friend's wedding, Lauren Perez. That was, um, I mean, basically like a bathing suit. Like when I saw the dress, I thought it was a bathing suit um, and people on the internet just went crazy. They were totally like, how could you do this? How could you take the attention away from the bride? Like, wow, you're really trying to like um, be out there. And, you know, the bride, her friend was like, oh, you looked amazing. Get it. Like, I loved having you at my wedding wearing that dress. So I was just kind of like, floored by the whole thing. First of all, even that like now wedding guests have wardrobe changes. Like it used to be (laughs) that the bride just wore one fabulous wedding dress. Now brides do wardrobe changes. And that has trickled down to if you are a fabulous guest, you also will wear your very sedate bridesmaids dress for the ceremony and then change into something that is showing more skin than not skin. I mean, this all the dress, power though, to Gwen, this quest is ridiculous. This dress is ridiculous well, to wear also, to it's like wedding. A, it's first of all, it's a ridiculous dress to wear anywhere yeah. except the beach or like a pool party. <laughs> it's basically like sets of postage stamps. I don't understand it. Um, but I, I was just I, the whole story made me go, well, I guess it's what you what you get if you invite a Kardashian Jenner to your wedding. Like you have to know they're going to upstage you, but you're also going to get to be on Us Weekly's Hot Hollywood podcast. So it's <laughs> it's just like the price you pay, you know, across to bear, if you will. Exactly. 
the like the amount of skin showing didn't really upset me about this dress. It was just like how in your face it was, and like look at me, look at me, look yeah, I mean, at it's me. Ugly. Sorry. Well, it's well, like it looks pretty good I, on I Kendall Jenner. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. And it looks good on Kendall. I but really like do. what doesn't look good on Kendall? And by the way, guys, the dress was by Mono. And um, if you haven't seen it, you know what oh. to do. Go to usmagazine.com slash stylish and check it out. Uh, please do check it out because it is quite the dress. Sir Huron, I I am getting I'm getting a reading like Miss Cleo from the early 2000s. Please tell me of your woe of the week, <laughs> even though I know what is going to make you go well. I mean, guys, what a start to 2022. Can I just say? And I feel like 2021 yes. was similar. Actually, we remember we were dealing with the Calaria Baldwin. There was a lot of stuff going on and the celebrities are continuing the trend um, that they're just going to like dump all this news on us. There's going to be heartbreaks. There's going to be engagements. There's going to be a lot going on um, in January and probably through the whole year. But of course, a couple that I have spoken about at length since their conception, <laughs> if you will, um, on the podcast and in my everyday life, Machine Gun Kelly, real name Colson Baker, if you didn't know. He put a ring on it. Yes. He put a ring on it with two diamonds. I mean, two stones, one diamond, one emerald. He proposed to Megan Fox in traditional fashion. These captions are absolutely out of control. And I would like to read them to you. Please. Machine Gun Kelly, my uh, my bloody Valentine, if you will. He wrote, quote, yes, in this life and every life beneath the same branches we fell in love under. I brought her back to ask her to marry me. I know tradition is one ring, but I designed it with Stephen Webster to be two. The emerald, her birthstone, and the diamond, my birthstone, set on two magnetic bands of thorns that draw together as two halves of the same soul, forming the obscure heart that is our love. I mean, beautiful, beautifully said, MGK. And then, of course, Megan Fox, not to be outdone by her, her man who looks like a referee or a footlocker employee, <laughs> as well as Adams put it, um, uh, while he got down on one knee, wrote, in July, in July of 2020, we sat under this tree. We asked for magic. We were oblivious to the pain we would face together in such a short, frantic period of time, unaware of the work and sacrifices the relationship would require from us, but intoxicated off the love and the karma. I wonder what hardships they went through. Like, I guess COVID or did something else happen? We don't really know. Anyway, somehow a year and a half yeah. later, having walked through hell together, hell, they say, and having laughed more than I've ever imagined possible, he asked me to marry him. And just as in every lifetime before this one, as in every lifetime that will follow it, I said, yes. And then we drank each other's blood. I mean, the blood thing was a bit much. I was just surprised that there was no mention of weed. <laughs> I am weed. I am Me too. Weed. I am weed for life. I think it was Vulture. So I want to give credit where credit's due. But I saw like their lead on the story was like from I am weed to I am wed. And I was like, oh. <laughs> that's a good one. <laughs> that I could never like I'm jealous. That's Wordle. That's like that's, Wordle, oh. MGK, <laughs> Megan Fox style. So, I mean, it's just funny because this is, you know, classic, these two. Um, her divorce from Brian Austin Green is not finalized as far as we know. We have the court documents from last month when they got rejected because they had like errors on it. So I guess they filled out the paperwork wrong. Um, but she's got to get that sorted out before she walks down the aisle. Um, I have two questions for you guys. One, did they actually drink each other's blood? I'm sure they did. And two, yes. whose wedding is going to be crazier, Kravis or these blood suckers? <laughs> I almost wish they'd have a double wedding. I mean, that would be a show that would get like it would break the interwebs. It would get the most tune in of any show. Throw ever. Pete and Kim in there too. Really, just get these yeah. couples yeah. down the aisle. Mm. 
just get them in there. Um, they absolutely drank each other's blood. I was, <laughs> I'm sure it was in goblets. There is no doubt about it. And I think that their way, wedding is going to be definitely a little bit wackier than Kravis's wedding, just because, I mean, they're doing the most. They drank each other's blood. Kravis, what, how to get flowers on the beach? Groundbreaking. There's, there's no bodily fluids in there at all. So I'm going to give the crown to them. Well, the story that made me go, whoa, this week um, is such a sad breakup. Jason Momoa and Lisa Bonet have broken up. And I don't know why I was so obsessed with them as a couple. I thought they were just so beautiful together and just like cover of a romance mo- mo- like novel, but make it Brooklyn and like super, super cool. I just thought that they like had such true love. And they, even though we didn't really know a lot about their relationship just through photos, I sort of fell in love with them. And I was so sad to see that this couple is called it off after four years together. Well, which 16 I was surprised years together, together, four years of marriage. Four years of marriage, 16 years together. Yeah. I, I, I cannot believe it. Were you guys as shocked as I was? Because they seem so happy. It seems so nice. I was super shocked and super bereft. And I think that they are happy, but they just don't want the commitment of marriage anymore. I thought that his post announcing their split was beautifully done. I think that yeah. you know it takes uh, conscious uncoupling to a new <laughs> level. And, uh, you know, I've always thought that she has to be the coolest chick in the universe because to be with Lenny Kravitz and then to be with Jason Momoa and they just both seem to be such incredible relationships and also such loving and meaningful breakups. Yeah. Um, I don't I don't know. You know, I really liked that he referenced in that post that kind of like everybody has been through it these last few years with the pandemic and that it's been eye opening for all couples. And I feel like it's just really real and really relatable. And it kind of breaks my heart, but I really respect them. I don't have like emotional ties to these two. Um, I was surprised because I hadn't really thought about them in a minute, which I guess is when you should you know, start thinking about these couples when they're not, you know, in our faces. Um, and obviously the pandemic made it where they weren't maybe doing as many outings, whatever. But these these divorce announcements are really just like everyone is trying to one up each other. Like the love between us carries on evolving in ways and wishes to be known and lived. We free each other to become who we are learning to become. Like that's very um, Kate Bosworth. We are more in love than ever. Um, as we announce our divorce breakup to me, like, I feel like everyone is just trying to come up with new ways to like avoid the word split and divorce in headlines or something, but like we can read between the lines. Like you it's, it's over. Like, I don't really get this poetic. It's fun to, to talk about and to digest, but it's like a little much for me personally, but like Godspeed. It is. And I feel like when when people decide they break up, they're like, and also let us craft this message together. Yeah. Are we going to go poem? Is it going to be a single culty. sentence? It's a little culty. It's a little right. culty. We got to go into some more sad news because it is the news of the week. And Sarah, your gentle voice will will calm us during this time when America's dad, Bob Saget, has sadly passed away at 65 years old uh, um, at the Ritz-Carlton in Florida. Sarah, tell us a little bit about the cast reactions, the reactions from you, any type of stuff that you want to bring up about this really, really tragic, sad story. Yeah, this is obviously a sad one. Bob Saget, um, he was 65 years 
years old and he performed stand-up just Saturday night, hours before he was found unresponsive in his hotel room in Florida. Um, just seems like one of those people who was always working. Definitely like we didn't know anything health-wise. We still don't really know why, how exactly this happened. Um, most reports are suggesting he died in his sleep. He just never woke up. Um, there will be an autopsy done. So we'll probably find out more information moving forward, but super sad. And I mean, it's just one of those people that the stories that come out, obviously, you know, Bob Saget, a full house, Danny Tanner. And then he was also known for having like a super dirty stand up, which was ironic because he's yeah. Danny Tanner. Um, but everything people are saying from your John Mayer's his best friend to the, the cast of full house to people who met him or worked with him once or twice is just like nicest guy ever. And in every conversation with, I love you loved his wife, Kelly loved his three daughters. Um, and I haven't read one bad thing about Bob Saget um, ever, let alone in this past uh-huh. week. So Super upsetting. Obviously, you have Candace Cambrere, John Stamos, Jody Sweden. They've all been gathered at Kelly and John's house. Um, John Mayer and Jeff Ross just went and picked up Bob Saget's car from LAX because he was traveling for stand up and they did an Instagram live on their way home in his Prius. Um, John Mayer was like crying on and off, but they were also joking. Like it was, it was really interesting and really. It honestly, it was, it was sad, but also funny, which is, I think, what Bob would want it, what they were saying. And they revealed in that, which I thought was interesting, that they have been at Kelly's house, too. And they were joking, like, you know, we it's been a full house with the cast of Full House. Like, just Aww. imagine all of them hanging out, telling stories yeah. about Bob. Like, that's just, like, so, it's so sad, and but it's so cool that he, like, brought all of these people together. And they all just have such lovely things to say and probably hilarious stories to share um, so yeah, the tributes on Instagram have been amazing. There's like a bunch of them you can go read and they all kind of have the same message of like super funny guy, super considerate. I thought it was interesting. Candace Cambrai made a point to be like, Bob, you know, he would tell me to watch something and then he'd be like, okay, actually don't, you're not going to like it. Like he like respected <laughs> her, like conservative Christian values, while also like mm-hmm. they had such a close relationship. So that's also just like a nice message in general, like two very different people, TV dad, get along. We got a statement from the Alston twins, which was thrilling. Um, yeah, sad. The Jimmy Kimmel oh, um, yes. tribute was just I, I cried like there was no way to listen to it and not feel it. And um, gosh, it's just it's just um, so sad on one hand, but also so beautiful that here is this person that just touched so many lives and in such a um, you know uniquely positive way. It'll be a, a real um, it's a real loss. Yeah, it is. And Sarah, you're right. Every single person who interacted with him was just like, ah, yes, he was the best person ever and so funny and raunchy, but considerate. So it is really, really a tragic, tragic moment for us. On a personal note, I would just like this on record in recording somewhere that um, I was watching season one of The Morning Show when Kobe Bryant suddenly died on a Sunday. And just this past Sunday, when I got the TMZ notification, I was watching the season two finale of the morning show (laughs) so season three of the morning show was picked up this week as well and when it comes out everyone should be aware that the day i'm watching the finale unfortunately we might lose a national treasure because that's weird right two the sundays that were supposed to be award show days with kobe (laughs) actors the grammys this was the canceled um sags or whatever but um or globes and both me watching the morning show like am i a witch i don't know i think you might be a witch I absolutely think you are. I would be very careful with maybe uh, maybe just read the recap of the season three finale and save Sarah. Maybe think about celebrities' lives. (laughs) Yeah, I do too. But people also enjoy living.
let's switch it up and villainize someone who deserves it. Jamie Lynn Spears has finally spoken out about the several allegations made by Britney Spears against her and her entire family because she has a new book coming out. She is opening up about what led to her strained relationship with Britney Spears and a lot of misconceptions, she said, about her role in Britney's 13-year court-ordered conservatorship. Um, she said on Good Morning America, when the conservative were, when the conservatorship was put into place, I was a 17 year old. I was about to have a baby. Very, very fair point. I didn't understand what was happening, nor was I focused on that. And I understand just as little about it now about it then as I do now. There was no me overseeing funds or something like that. There was that perception um, that was a misunderstanding. But either way, I took no steps to be a part of it. She even went as far as to say now that Britney Spears um, is out of the conservative conservatorship, she uh, wants to reach back out to her. She says that in her new book, Things I Should Have Said, she opened up and said, I've always been my sister's biggest supporter. She said again on GMA. So when she needed help, I set up ways to do so, went out of my way to make sure that she had the contacts she needed to possibly go ahead and end this conservatorship and just end this all for my family because it's going to cause because it caused so much discord. Why even continue it? She said she spoke to her legal team, Brittany's previous legal legal team, and that and did not end well in her favor. Um, I, I, and then she finished up by saying, the love is still there, 100%. I love my sister. I've only ever loved and supported her and done right by her. And she knows that. So I don't know why we're in the position right now. Now, this was interesting because, yes, a 17-year-old who's pregnant about to have a baby is not uh, <laughs> well-versed in the legal process because they're not able to go to law school at that age and busy you know, <laughs> prepping a nursery. And they like but- put her in like isolation. And they put her in isolation. But Sarah Hero, what did you think from finally reading these things um, that Jamie Lynn said? I watched the whole thing on GMA, both hours. And I watched the Nightline, not hours, long interviews, but both clips in the hours. And I watched the Nightline that had the bonus. Um, And I think one thing that stood out to me was like, it's total BS to say that you still don't. She was like, I know as much about the conservatorship now as I did then. Like, okay, I didn't even, I know more about the conservatorship. Like you have to know, like that doesn't even make sense, Jamie Lynn. Like we all know, we all use conservatorship in our everyday life because of Britney Spears. Like you a hundred percent knew more. I also think it was lame that we didn't, they didn't address, maybe it's in the book. I don't know. Um, the claims that Jamie Lynn was on the payroll, because I think that is a huge part of this, whether she was actually paying rent. I think Jamie Lynn's denied it before, but it's in like court documents that she was like paying for one of her condos or something. So that would be yep. important to address Carl's, I, the Ritz Carlton condo in Palm beach, a really expensive one. Yeah. Like I just think mm. that there's so much more to this. And I think that it was like very surface level, the stuff about Brittany and the conservatorship. So I didn't like that again, maybe it's in the book. And one of the more like revealing stuff is she's, you know, she's going on here crying about how she loves her sister. She doesn't understand why she unfollowed her. She doesn't understand why she hated the radio Disney tribute. Um, They have allegedly cleared that up between them. And I guess Jamie said she's not mad at me about it, but she's mad at someone else. Um, She doesn't know why they're in this place. But then she's writing a book. And in the book talks about how Britney allegedly like had her in a closet with a knife at one point, not like putting the knife to Jamie Lynn, but they're like in a closet with a knife. And then just in the quarantine, um, she allegedly, Britney, according to Jamie Lynn, gotten Jamie Lynn's face um, while she was holding her three-year-old daughter, Ivy. Um, not saying that these things didn't happen. I don't know. I wasn't there. I wasn't at the Spears family quarantine. What a scene that must've been. 
Um, and she also talked about, you know, how alcoholism played a part in this with both her dad and Brittany potentially. But if you want to make amends with your sister, this book is not the way. Um, she's writing about how she kept saying, you know, it's my turn to tell a story. Nobody cared about me. I totally agree that she probably was neglected as a child being, <laughs> you know, the youngest when they're worried about Britney Spears. I'm not denying that Jamie Lynn, but maybe way to beat for this book. Um, you know, you're on a Netflix show right now. Maybe enjoy that. Um, and yeah, it makes me sad because I love Zoe 101. And now, like, I just don't trust Jamie Lynn Spears at all. Sorry. Gwen, what do you think? It's a tough situation because you want to feel for the girl, but she also did sort of nothing. <laughs> I, exactly. I mean, I, I think that all family dynamics are strange and strained and sisters are often in competition with each other. See like Beyonce and Solange, but like Beyonce and Solange would never have behaved the way that Jamie Lynn did with Britney. And so, you know what, if you, you know, I, I think that Jamie Lynn may have been too young and naive to really realize that she was hurting Britney, but you know, you got to take accountability now. Um, so just sort of gloss over it is um, super sad. And, you know, you guys know how I feel about Britney, Britney forever, yeah. Britney forever. And Jamie Lynn, I understand that you didn't understand what you were doing, but there could have been a more of a public outcry. She didn't say anything like lawyers were threatening with the legal action. If I didn't say that we should end this horrible conservatorship right. against my sister, like you could have done, you could have screamed from every outlet. We all would have talked to you. You could have done everything more to do this, but you sort of just sat idly by right. and it's and just pleading ignorance. I don't even understand right. it. Like, all right, bitch, read anything. Like, <laughs> What do you mean? Yes, you, you were absolutely aware of what was going on. Let's get some levity up in here. Let's talk about Julia Fox and Kanye West, because I have a feeling that these two are going to go the distance. And I would like to do um, a sinkership relationship timeline with Julia Fox and Kanye, because I am just I think that they're going to go on for like at least like a year or two. And I sort of believe in this couple. Gwen Flamberg, what, what are your thoughts? Yes. I'm really into it just because she, I, I like that it's someone who's like, off the beaten path. I don't agree necessarily, Trav, that it's going to go on for um, a year or two. I do think it's definitely going to go on for a couple of months. Um, but, you know, she evidently was a bit of a super fan. I think that this whole timeline of like them meeting right before New Year's and then coming back to New York and going on a date, like it's it's all very suspect and interesting. Um, but this, you know, he like invited her on a date and then had a suite full of designer clothes for her to try on. Like, come on, that is a dream. And then during their date, he had someone come and shave his beard. Like what sort of weird things are happening between these two? I don't really get it, but I'm kind of really into it. See, like the fact that Julia Fox is even okay with half of this makes me believe that she's going to be okay with all of it, which is why I see exactly. a little bit of longevity. And the fact that he brought all of those clothes to the hotel that they were both staying at reminds me of when he threw out 90% of Kim's closet and replaced <laughs> it with her new earth tones. And she was okay with that. So I think that if Kanye finds somebody who's fine with this like 
actual insanity that's going on. We have a lasting relationship and possibly true love. Well, but Sarah, listen, I have a feeling you're going to disagree. I mean, he was like, but he was with Kim where like, she was several notches above him in terms of like popularity of the public. We're not talking about as artists, blah, blah, blah. And now he's with someone who he is echelons above in terms of popularity. She's a, a critical actress. I loved her in Uncut Gems, but like, Me too. let's be honest, nobody really knows who she is at this point. This is kind of catapulting her into the spotlight, but he's the one who kind of has the quote upper hand. Sarah, what are your thoughts? I mean, this relationship yes. is such a joke. It's not even <laughs> funny. Like we're getting a an interview magazine piece within one week of all the like the photos that you took in the restaurant. Have you guys seen the TikTok of because she talks about how everyone was staring at them and how it was such an amazing moment. The TikTok of all the people in the restaurant yep. being like, what the fuck are you doing? Excuse my French. Um, <laughs> yes. She's wearing like a thong like she's a cast of Euphoria over with her jeans. Kanye is dressing her. I mean, in my opinion, he's just using her because Kim and Pete are like, the, the craziest thing about this, okay, this Kim and Pete are just spotted at pizza restaurants and movie theaters and drinking Diet Coke and eating ice cream. Like they are doing the least. They're being normal. Like it's literally just shows that Kim cry for help, like wants some normalcy in her life. Like, of course, the TMZ is going to be there and she's going to be paparazzi. She's still Kim. She's still playing the game. But like, I honestly think that this shows that Kim was just desperate to be like a normal human for a second and like not have a relationship where he's controlling everything you're wearing and everything has to be like Kim Yang and all this pressure. Like I, it's just blowing my mind that they're at a pizza place. And then these two are having full on photo shoots and these Cinderella type dates after 11 days of knowing each other. Now we're on day 11. We know every single thing these two people have ever done and they've known each other for 12 days. Um, it's insane. <laughs> I think he's pissed that Kim and Pete are getting so much attention and this is his way of taking it back. And he does that Kanye thing. He always dresses them. They're his quote unquote muse. Um, and for Julia Fox, like part of me is like, get it girl. Like, I didn't know who you were. I have not seen uncut gems. I had no idea you existed. So like happy for you, but at the same time, like kind of pathetic for you to even want to date this guy after he is publicly saying he would do anything to get Kim back. And it comes off so like ridiculous. So maybe they do have this quote unquote connection that she's talking about. Um, but I personally think it's ridiculous and I give them until the end of February. Well, it might be moving a little quickly because we have some breaking news with Kanye West. He has been named as an alleged subject, reports TMZ. At 3 a.m. on Wednesday night, Thursday morning, he was in downtown L.A. at the Soho Warehouse. Um, he allegedly pushed someone. The case is being investigated as a, like, a misdemeanor battery. Um, uh, they've obtained video that Kanye shot Wednesday night that he seemed really angry. And you can hear Kanye. Did y'all say that? or not did y'all say that or not because that's what happened um right effing now um so it seems like he was possibly being yelled at by a paparazzi and provoked and shoved someone but you know if it's more than that we'll be back to talk about it yeah. next week i mean this is kanye who who are we that's, kidding here this is a guy who has been has struggled and been open about his mental health struggles and yeah. issues in the past we've seen him have some you know not take it well that this kim with this divorce like he's 
said that basically now he's apparently getting in fights with this and you know i'm sure his girlfriend of 11 days was by his side (laughs) like this is just like not gonna end well like i'm sorry it's just not like julia fox if you know what you're doing like now we know who you are get out now like go like stop doing episodes of your podcast that i didn't know existed talking about how you have this connection and it's denying it's pr stunt like no get out I disagree, Julia. I think you should stay right there. You guys seem really good for each other. Well, let's let's move on from Kanye to, um, you know, just, just segue so well into it. Kate Middleton. Let's talk about her portraits. They're just such similar stories. Gwen Flamberg, what could you tell us about <laughs> these gorgeous pictures of Kate Middleton that really like sparked a lot of like joy and happiness in my heart? <laughs> I mean, so, so, so similar to their relationship. OK, yeah. so these portraits. Portraits of Duchess Kate. They gave me life as well as everybody else. They were released in honor of her 40th birthday. Portraits taken by the photographer Paolo Reversi. And she is wearing three different Alexandra McQueen looks. She also wears jewelry by from the collections of Princess Diana and also the collection of Queen Elizabeth. And in it, she looks, um, you know, you guys, I have to say it gave me so much joy because these pictures are perfect. She looks regal, yet chic and fresh and modern. Her hair, which sometimes, you know, everybody loves Kate Middleton's hair from when she was just Kate Middleton. And also since she has been Duchess Kate, her hair is always perfect, but sometimes a little bit like, as I say, Jean Benet, like a little too done. <laughs> In these pictures, she looked fresh and comfortable. Again, like mm-hmm. a bit trendy, but also classic and above all regal and ushering in this um, notion of what it means to be a modern royal. So I thought that it just hit all the right notes. I was really, really into these pictures. Um, I loved that. Um, everybody loved them. You know, it was something that we could all agree on in 2022. Queen Me shit. T- that's all I have to say. Yes. Queen shit. Look yes. great. That is she is ready shit. to take her place as the next um, queen consort. All right. Well, let us move on. Uh, Sarah Huron, Janet Kramer. I don't know if you've heard of her. It seems like you might know a thing or two about her from uh, One Tree Hill and every other podcast that she's done. Please tell us about what is going on with her this week. Oh, yes. Well, Jana has been doing what Jana does and dropping not so subtle hints, pretending they're subtle to tell us that she has a new man. Um, this has been going on for like a month, maybe two. She made first. It started with that bathrobe photo where you could clearly see a guy taking a picture of her. And she said for Christmas, what she needed was a new robe because the robe had a C on it for her last name. Costin. There was a shirtless man taking the photo immediately caught my eye, of course. Um, and she's been dropping little nuggets ever since. We've got TikTok videos with this man. We could hear guys' voices in the back. Um, you know, she's crying on Christmas one second. The next second, she's on the back of a motorcycle. Like, really all the emotions from our girl, as always. Um, and after careful consideration, um, she decided it's time to reveal his name. We confirm. Us Weekly did know his name was Ian and had posted about it um, a few weeks ago. But this is the Jana confirmation of this man. A beach photo shoot where they are just full in love where he's shirtless and she has her eyes closed and she's like taking him all in. Um, plus some yes. other photos with the kids in it. So he has a daughter. He's a single dad. She's got her two kids with obviously Mike Costin. They are very much interacting based on these pictures. Um, and she wrote, quote, 
Sometimes you just have to stop fighting it and listen to your heart. I don't know what the future holds. And honestly, who does? Every day I continue to heal. And I know there's still lots of work to do, but damn it feels really nice to find happiness along the way to find someone who doesn't look at your scars as a challenge or a problem, but rather helps you hold on to them and stands there to encourage you with love, strength, and empathy along the way and tagged him. His name is Ian. Um, and his Instagram handle is officially Mr. E and his bio is not an athlete girl, dad. So very interesting. It looks like he posted his first picture with her as well. Life is about moving on, accepting changes and looking forward to what makes you stronger and more complete. It's constantly evolving and spending energy in the right areas with the right people, which puts you directly on a path towards some things that will happen to you. Hashtag chase happiness, hashtag chase joy. God, Sarah, are we wrong for our Instagram captions just being like five words? Are we supposed to have deep meanings that have like not so subtle undertones about our lives? Are we doing everything wrong? My or is this is always like, here's me with another drink. Like, <laughs> yeah, I'm I like, don't really, I don't really reflect. Maybe that's my problem. Maybe I'd be happier if I did, but Janet Kramer doesn't always seem so happy. So, well, I'd, I'd really, I'd really am asking audience out there, please say in the comments, whether these celebrities are are actually kooky, insane people, or that we should be putting more thought and thunks into our Instagram captions. Do you guys know what it's time for? Oh my God, let us get our aggression <laughs> out with celebrity birth, birthday boxing mania. Mania, yeah, yeah. Oh, I like what Gwen does. That sounds even better. Let us get our aggression out. Gwen Flamberg, we are going to get fisty cuffsy. We have Mary J. Blige, who is turning 51 this week, versus Kate Moss, who's 49 this week. I mean, Kate Moss is so awesome. Everybody's style icon, including my own, but she would be in. <laughs> In the ring, like smoking a cigarette and giving side eye to Mary J and also just being like, all right, I bow down to you because you are Mary J. So Mary J would take it. No question. Oh, absolutely. That is the correct answer. Sarah Heron, we have Jason Waller, who you may remember from Laguna Beach um, and the, you know, reunion of the Hills that came up. He is 35 this week versus Cody Simpson. I haven't thought about Cody Simpson since him and Gigi Hadid gave out. Oh, I forgot about Miley Cyrus. I was going to say since him and Gigi Hadid um, gave out McDonald's gift cards for her birthday to homeless people. Um, no, uh, I got forgot about Miley Cyrus. Obviously, Jason Waller wins this for me. I mean, he's the reason Lauren didn't go to Paris. He's clearly a very powerful man. He, he absolutely is the real lady who should have gone to Paris. All right, Gwen, <laughs> the third round. We have uh, Maury, Maury Povich, uh, who is 83 this week versus mm. Paula Dean, who is 75 this week. Well, Paula Dean would put some butter on that and he would slide right out of the ring. <laughs> <laughs> so sorry, Maury, that you slipped on your butter. All right. Sarah Huron, we have Mary J. Blige coming in strong from the corner of 51. Jason Waller, was he still ruining women's lives by not letting them follow their best desires professionally? And a buttery Paula Dean, who 75, who is taking it home this week. Both people who I think either did or could appear on like um, Dr. Drew type shows or just like disgraced reality TV um, D-list reality series. So maybe I would bond, honestly, about being hated by America. Share a, share a nice snack and they just wouldn't even fight. Oh, that's nice. That's nice. I hope they all uh, 
you know, have a nice snack and get it together. Well, that is all the time we have today. We packed in a lot of news today. This was jam-packed. You're right. 2022, Sarah, is going to be just like the start of 2021. It's going to be a hot mess and we are here to cover it. Thank you to Sarah and Gwen for helping me spill all of this actually piping hot celebrity out to Burns this week. Again, this is Travis Cronin. I'll speak this hot Hollywood podcast with your weekly peek into the glamour glitter fashion thing that we bring up with celebrities because after all, they're, they're just, just like, like us. us. <laughs> Thanks, guys. We'll be back next week. Bye.